the joy of my heart to see we are at max capacity here in the auditorium. It's so wonderful to see you all and uh, we'll make ways so that there can be overflow in the future. But yeah, just wanted to encourage you even at home that, you know, people have come out and it's just encouraging to see people and be in God's house together, whether here, but also online too. Now, um, as we start today, I just want to say the first point of where we're coming to in scripture is simply that he has risen. That's what I thought. I thought there'd be a response like that. Now, today you're going to help me and you're going to help me at home. I'm going to hear you from home. Yes, that's true. When I say he has risen, there's going to be an opportunity, actually, as part of my sermon, that when I say something, you're going to be able to respond with he has risen. So just wanted to get that out of the way. It's going to be a bit of crowd participation, even home participation today. Anyway, my name is David Dodwell. I'm the location leader here. And we are making our way through the final of our Easter theme, which is rubbish free. Rubbish free. Yes. Happy to be rubbish free. Yes. And happy to be at the end of this session, I guess. So here's the thing. As we look at rubbish, this is what God has laid on my heart. And I think it's always worth saying, not just laid on my heart in spirit, but found in the word too. So just to read to you, you can see it on the screens. In 1 John 1 verse 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Jesus has come to save us from our rubbish. He has come to save us of our sins and to free us from all the rubbish, the sin, the shame, the guilt that entangles us from that sin. He has even come to save us from death, to remove the rubbish in our lives and to make us clean, to make us righteous, to make us free. And last week, if you were with us on Palm Sunday, I put up a definition of what that rubbish is, just so we're really clear as a church family and who's viewing. So we'll put that back up as a a screen there. And you see, rubbish is anything, anything and everything that can get in the way of our relationship with God. Anything that would keep us away from him, Jesus has come to deal with it and to deal with it in its entirety, deal with it for good. And so this is what we're going to continue talking about as part of our Easter story today. Now, last week, as I talked about the Easter story, um, the Palm Sunday, I talked about rubbish in our lives. And I mentioned how we're trying to get rubbish out of our lives. We don't need it. We don't want to hold it. And so we want to get rid of it. You can tell I've eaten a lot of Easter eggs. Actually, this is for other people. They're gifts, as we say. But here's the thing. I said we tried to get rid of our rubbish and I threw it in a rubbish bin. But the truth for each and every one of us is that rubbish bin is actually us. We can't get rid of our rubbish. We just contain it. We just hold it. There's no, there's no one here who can get rid of the rubbish, the sin, the shame and the guilt by themselves. In fact, they're just covering up. They're fooling themselves if we think we can get rid of the rubbish. But this is the story of Easter in a very simple analogy. Jesus Christ came down from heaven himself and he came to take our rubbish away. Now, you can tell I can deal with the rubbish at home, right? Hey, it's all in the bin. Jesus came to deal with all the rubbish. In fact, he came to make a new me. And the thing is, in part of doing that, he took on all our rubbish himself. 
all the rubbish he took on himself and he died on a cross and he dealt with it and he said it is finished. If you want to give a round of applause to that, then do so. The sin, the shame, the guilt, the pain, all the rubbish that separates us from God has been dealt with and we are made righteous in our faith with him. Let's not hold on to the rubbish anymore. Let's not collect more rubbish. Let's not carry it into our new lives that we're given. Let's let go. Christ has removed it once and for all. We can dispose of it. We can be free. And so we're going to look at the Easter story together. And we've chosen this morning to look at Luke's version, Luke's telling of the Easter Morning. So if you turn with me to Luke chapter 24, and I'm going to read verses 1 to 12 for us. It will come up on the screens, and if you're watching on the screens, I've highlighted bits that we're going to really focus in on, lean in on. It says this from Luke's account. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the tombstone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground but the men said to them why do you look for the living among the dead he is not here he has risen risen. remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee the son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners be crucified and on the third day be raised again then they remembered his words When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. The verse that comes to mind here, or the words that come to mind here, are three words. He has risen. Now, here's the thing about that statement. I think that could be the most powerful statement ever. You know, of all three words, I used to think I love you was the most powerful thing you could say. But he has risen is a transformative word for each and every one of us today. And it actually says, I love you behind those three words. The most significant, the most powerful words that ever could be uttered. And here we have them and we're going to focus in on them. Last week I said how Jesus came as the Christ and he came to challenge our thinking. He came to challenge our perspective. Well, this week, can I encourage you, not only has he come to challenge the way you think, to challenge the way you see things, he's come to change your very reality. He has redefined life itself. In that transformative statement, he has risen. He has defeated and defied the laws of physics, of biology and chemistry. He has rewritten how life is. Reality itself has changed. And those words, he has risen, you could tell I got very passionate about them, so I wanted to check them out in the Greek. And in the Greek, it says this, which is actually, but has raised. And because of the context, you add the he. So, but he was raised. 
And I was really surprised by this because my version doesn't have the but. <laughs> Don't want to miss out on the but, do you? No, no matter how small or big it is. Now, let me tell you something here. Sorry, being a bit cheeky on Easter Sunday. Yeah, there's, there's grace in the house for this, people. There's grace. <laughs> But is a conjunct in, in this context that I'm trying to get to, but is a conjunctive word. It's a linking word. It's a linking phrase. And but especially means a new phrase. It links a new phrase contrasting what has already been mentioned. He is not here, but he has risen. And so today, as we look into the word together, I've got three things we're going to look at that was that was, but are no longer, because he has risen. Come on, well done, guys. All right, the first point today, Jesus was dead. Jesus was dead, but he has risen. See, Jesus died on a cross on Good Friday, and what happened there was all the sin of the world was placed on his shoulders into his very body. The magnitude, the weight, can you imagine that? All the sin, the shame, the guilt was placed on this one being. I mentioned last week about a, sh uh, a, a show, a program called Wally. And I've got a picture of this for you, for those of you who don't know the Disney Pixar things. So Wally is about a robot who's clearing up the world or the remains of the world because of all the rubbish. So if we can have that up on the screen, you can look at that rubbish. And that's just one little screenshot. As it pans, the opening of Wally, it pans over the earth and all you can see is rubbish and debris. Just think about that in terms of all the things that separate us from our God. That was placed on Jesus and it was a crushing blow. All of the world, not just yours, all. And I can feel sometimes when people talk about Jesus, it's like, that's all right, but he didn't deal with my stuff. He didn't deal with your stuff. He only dealt with the good people's stuff. No, the whole of the rubbish that separates us from our Lord, from God himself, has been dealt with in Jesus. It says in John 3.16, it's a very famous verse, for God so loved the whole world. Yeah. Every person who has ever lived, including is living and will still go on to live, is included in that statement. God loved the whole world, so he gave his one and only son. But this is the amazing thing about the Easter story. What was supposed to crush Jesus and did crush Jesus, Jesus changed reality. He overcame death. He overcame sin. And something we're not aware of much, I believe, in the Western churches, he overcame the powers that are in rebellion to our Lord and Saviour. He overcame the evil one. He overcame all the rebellious spirits who try and say, you're not good enough. You're not worthy. He overcame the spirits of fear and intimidation. He overcame them all. Now, here's the truth in this statement about Jesus was dead, but... Very good. We'll get there by the third point, I believe. Here's the truth of it all, people. I was dead. You were dead. We were all dead. But now we are death free. Amen. We are rubbish free. You see, rubbish, 
being separated from God literally kills us. It takes life from us. Just as Jesus was crushed with all that, we have been crushed by sin in itself. We have had life taken from us because we've been separated by our sin from the very one who gives us life. We've been separated, which means we're away from God, who is in his entirety life. To be outside of life means you're simply in death. You're not awake, you're asleep. And to put it more harshly, if we're separated from God, we're an enemy to him. We're not for him, so we're against him. But this is where Jesus has stepped in. And now because of our faith in Jesus, we can come alive. We can be awake. We get new life. We're born again. We are free from what was before. We were free from our separation. We're free from our standing away from God. And now we're in him. That sin that kills us has been removed once and for all. And here's the thing again for us in the church family and for those listening at home. We didn't do this. None of us could do this. And none of us can still do this by our own works. It is by Jesus and only Jesus. Only Jesus can save. Only Jesus can truly be our Lord. And here's the thing. Um, Steph's already mentioned Jesus, when he went to the synagogue, he opened the scroll and at the commencement of his ministry, he reads Isaiah 61, a portion of it. This is the good news he was telling us about. This is actually the good news fulfilled, which we would take on to continue to say that we could live in peace with God. Hi, Olivia. Nice to see you. Now, let me read to you Romans 6.23, just to summarise. This is Paul's version of what's taken place when he reflects back on the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. For the wages of sin is death. That's all of us. That is what we deserve. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's a gift we all receive. That's not a gift we strive for or work for. It's one that is given to us and we simply receive it and treasure it. And here's the thing. No work of the enemy, no work of any adversary can stand and say things against you because you are in Christ Jesus now. We are in Christ Jesus. We were dead... I was dead, but now I am death free. Remember those Greek words, ala agathe, but he was raised. Can I encourage you today? And maybe for some of you, it'll be the first time today. You can be raised in Christ where no sin, no shame, no guilt, no accusation of the enemy can touch you because you're in Christ Jesus himself. Let's move on to number two. Jesus was round, sorry, Jesus was bound, he wasn't round. Jesus was bound, but he has risen. He has risen, I can hear you at home. Very good. Luke 24, verse 12. As you work your way through, I've done it in a different order because of the order of how Jesus would have had things done to him. But Jesus was bound in grave clothes. And let me just say, in grave clothes, what happens is there's like a wrapping, and that's what you've got in Luke's gospel, But there's also a headpiece. There's a separate piece that covers the head. Interesting, isn't it? The grave clothes are to preserve the dead body. It's to make it to last longer. And actually, it restricts the body. It holds the body in place. And interesting, the headpiece 
so that dead body would never see, okay? Just, it covers the face. See, the grave clothes no longer belong to the risen Jesus. When you're alive, when you come back to life, you don't wear grave clothes. They do not belong to you. They belong to your former body, your body which is now dead. They didn't belong to him. They were only suitable for the dead. And so Jesus walked away from the tomb completely free of any grave clothes. Here's the truth for us and for me. I was bound... Remember, we talked all about that sin and shame and guilt, anything that separates us. Well, I was bound, but now I am baggage free. And that's true for you at home. That's true for us here. Anything from our past life that tries to restrict and hold us back doesn't belong to us anymore. Anything from our past. And here's the thing. It's very easy to deal with sin, the state of sin because that's on Jesus. But when we get into the nitty gritty of our own lives, the personal stuff, the details, I wonder what your baggage is. Just, just even us thinking, flashing through our minds right now, right now. Just simply failures. How we felt like maybe we failed in our past life or we haven't done something well enough. Broken or toxic relationships. Things that have gone wrong in our interactions with people. These old wounds. I may take these things off, but there will be wounds. Maybe there's addictions of money, sex and power, our lust, our greed of our old form, of our old life. Fears and anxieties, future fears, fears of failing because of past failures, fears of things going wrong, fears of misfortune because our lives have been filled with misfortune. Here's something else that could be baggage. Simply our old value system, right? We used to live one way, so we used to prioritise things in a certain way. Maybe that's a restriction trying to hold us back. Maybe just simply living for consumerism and products and, and making our lives better through other means. And here's one that's quite difficult because we say it's part of our old life, but it so easily creeps into our new life. The control of tradition and religious ways. Our old understanding of Jesus or our old understanding of God and who he was to us before. And yet Jesus comes and dies on a cross and completely changes reality. He may have to change some of our thinking as well. I said how he changes reality, but part of that is actually, like I said last week, changing our very perspective of Jesus and of God, a loving father who gave everything for us. See, these things that I've mentioned, these, these bits of rubbish, these binding grave clothes, they hold us back, they restrict us, they limit us. They also, remember that headpiece, they blind us from seeing the truth at times. Although Jesus has dealt with the capital sin, the state of sin, there's still what we could say sins that happen in our lives and we can be restricted by them. In fact, we are. That's the rubbish that gets in the way of our relationship with God. And because we're blinded and we cannot see, we continue to live as if we were in our old form, in our old state. It keeps us. Isn't it interesting that Jesus in Isaiah 61, when he makes it about himself, he says in that portion of scripture, he's come to help the brokenhearted. So not only will he raise you back to life, but every fear, every pain, every angst, everything, even the things we've gone through in the past year, Jesus wants to help us. He wants to mend the broken heart. He wants to set the blind free. He wants to open up the eyes of the blind. 
things that we couldn't see or only partially see. God wants to remove the complete head covering of our old grave clothes. He wants us to live in freedom. He wants us to live baggage free. And he sets the captive free. Can I encourage you today that all those things that may have been brought up, that's just baggage. And you've been called to live baggage free. You've been called to live rubbish free. A life free of the rubbish of your old former self. The dead, it's gone. It's gone. That was your old way of living. There is a new way. And it's by Christ. It does not belong to you. Um, My good friend Carl, kids and youth minister, he has so many good stories about being in the army. And uh, I was asking him recently about um, when about baggage because you know in the army they do all these drills they do obstacle courses where they have to carry a heavy bag and I was asking him about this and he was saying in the army they're full of pranksters and I'm sure Carl is actually blaming somebody else but it was probably him who did this (laughs) when they do an obstacle course they have to carry a heavy bag as it is you know equipment because that's training but some of the pranksters Carl some of the pranksters put more weights in other people's bags. They put bricks in them or heavy equipment. And they're running around like, really, this is hard work. And the thing is, they don't even know they're carrying somebody else's baggage. Or somebody else's baggage has become their own. And I want to really address this in the room and for those at home and those listening. Sometimes the trouble that binds us is somebody else's baggage that we're not even aware of. Something that's happened in the past that has been thrown onto us and we're so blind to see it. And here's the hard bit though. Here's the hard bit. There is revelation from Christ, but Christ sometimes brings revelation through his church body, through his family. And I want to ask a really courageous thing of us as a church family. Will we have the grace, the courage to allow real relationships into our hearts amongst church family members to say, help me and allow them to point out things we ourselves did not see? I believe this is a season Wellspring Church will be moving into. As we grow in honesty and humility, we're going to have real relationships where people are going to help us deal with the rubbish and the restrictions that maybe we couldn't even see to begin with and once they've pointed it out it's not for us just to go and deal with actually they're going to help us with the unwrapping I believe that is prophetic for this church family if you want greater freedom you need real relationships amongst Jesus's chosen people who will deal with you as Jesus dealt with you with grace and you're going to help them too so it's a two-way thing at least we need others and let's live baggage free here's the thing We continue to put on things from our past lives or continue to live in our past lives. We're told to let that go. Here's who we are supposed to put on in our new life. Here's the new dress code. We're told to put on Christ. We're raised with Christ and now we're told to put on Christ. This leads me to my third and final point. Jesus was buried. He was buried in a tomb. But... Magical, although there was no magic involved. But he has risen. Luke 24, 2. So he was in a tomb. Now imagine that for a moment. That is a secure space. That is a limited space. And not only that, there was a tombstone in front of it. There was a rock that had to be rolled away. Jesus got out of where he was put. Now, 
even if it was Joseph who helped put it, that body there, it was actually the, the leaders, the ruling authorities, even the Roman soldiers were marked outside there. Jesus was put in a certain space, a limited space by other powers, other authorities, other influences. I was buried. In my former life, we were buried. But now, listen up to this one, guys. But now, we are lockdown free. If that doesn't get a cheer from you guys, I don't know what we're doing here. You were once sanctioned to the grave and to a tomb. But now, you've been called to live out of that very space. Break out. The tombstone rolled away and you can live free of that. See, this is, this is my heart for each and every one of us and myself, is that not only that Jesus would bring me back to life, not only that I could take off the grave clothes that hold me and restrict me from my past self and moving into my former self, but I would move out of the old space that I occupied and live in the new reality that Christ has paid for and Christ shares with me. This is the challenge for us, to step out of the tomb. No longer to be confined or imprisoned. You see, rubbish gets in the way. And here's another one. Rubbish can be outside influences. It can be other people reducing the space that we think we should be operating in. You know, you were meant to influence. You've been called to influence as Christ followers to bring about God's kingdom, to bring about his light. You've been called literally salt and light. And that's not about you showing how good you are. It's actually that whole point of that verse is that people would see the Father in heaven and worship him. Rubbish gets in the way. And I can understand it. I can see even from the past, well-meaning people, good-intentioned people can fix you in a certain way. They have a certain perspective of you. They have a certain understanding of you and they limit you by that. Even in terms of like, maybe like at work, you're told to work within these confines or within this role, within this parameter or within this relationship or within how you operate. You're only allowed within these walls. Not only does Jesus move the rock aside or the angels and the account move the rock aside, but we know Jesus walks through walls (laughs) in his new life, in his new body. Rubbish gets in the way, but it can be dealt with. And we are told to live free. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Let me read you Isaiah 61, just verse 1 again, and let's just read through it. The spirit of the sovereign Lord, this is Jesus speaking, is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness the prisoners. When I read this uh, verse, this chapter 24, the, the actual words that shocked me or really came out to me was in verse 5. When the angels say to the women, why do you look for the living among the dead? And that really hit me because I feel I look for the living among my old capacity. And Jesus is so far beyond that. He's gone out of that. And just think about that. So I'm limiting myself in this understanding, but I'm also limiting Jesus. Jesus, you can only work within the realms of my old life in my old grave space. But Jesus is saying, no, step out 
and operate in this way. And when you step out and operate in this way, your heart becomes more like Jesus and it's about the world. Jesus cares about the world and he's making us step out of our own rubbish to have the freedom to help the world deal with theirs. This is the joy we get. So not only do we get a new life in Christ, not only do we put on Christ, here it is, here's the challenge from now on, we get to follow Christ, our leader, our friend, our saviour, our Lord. Let's not be confined to any space of our former lives anymore. The tombstone has rolled away and Jesus beckons us to come out like he did to Lazarus. Let's follow Christ. So, for those of you who feel like you haven't come into that new life yet, who felt like their rubbish has not been dealt with, I'm just going to lead us in a prayer now, and then we're going to move on to the other two things we mentioned before. So, for everybody, at least in the room, if you'd like to bow your heads for just a moment, I know we don't normally do this, but this is how I felt led to do it today. And for those of you at home, maybe this is, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe, maybe you've never trusted in Him to deal completely with your rubbish. I want to encourage you to say this prayer with me. I'll say a line, then you say one too. It will come up on the screen. Dear Jesus, Thank you for loving me enough to die on the cross for me. I am sorry for living life my own way instead of your way. That changes today. I give my life to you. I choose to follow you and ask you to teach me your ways. Thank you that I can live forever because you rose again. Amen. Amen. Give yourselves a round of applause. That's great. And for anybody who said that, please do get in touch online or email us. That's amazing. We want a journey with you. But let me continue with our response by encouraging you again with that statement. Jesus was dead, but... Fantastic. Let's move into what's bound us then. I was bound, but now I am baggage free. On the screens will appear a little slide for you. Now, I just want you to take the time to pause and think, what is my baggage today? What is my baggage? I'm just going to give a moment. Lord Jesus, you were bound, but now you are risen. I was bound, but now I am baggage free. Father, would you help me process this? Would you open up in my heart, Lord God, the things that you want to deal with and heal? And Father, right now I pray even for everybody watching and listening, if there is people you're laying on our hearts to help us deal with certain things in our lives, I pray right now that the spirit of wisdom and courage would come upon them, that they would journey this out and start a journey from today, which would see them rubbish free. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Finally, Jesus was buried, but 
He has risen. I was buried, but now I am locked down free. Let's put on the slide again. This time it's whatever is causing us to be locked down. Whatever is the outside causing us to stay where we are. Take a moment just now to reflect. What are the outward pressures or the outward things that are pushing us or keeping us in the tomb? Jesus, you were buried, but now you are risen. I was buried, but now I am locked down free. Heavenly Father, would you help me not be locked in? Would you help me come out and follow you, Jesus? Help me break free of the old confinements of my life and move into a freedom that is everlasting and eternal. In Jesus' name. Amen.